Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is. But the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69. From any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On this week's Foot Weekly Podcast, we get into formations, tactics, player tips, and much more with AS Roma Pro Runners and the Foot Tactician. We've also got comedian and voice of Love Island Ian Serling with some cracking trading tribulations and why screen promo has failed to entertain. Plus, as the new patch is now live on PC, we get the thoughts of a top PC player. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly Podcast on Foothead and all your usual podcast platforms. Hello and welcome to week six of the Foot Weekly podcast and I'm delighted to say we have back once again, well actually for the first time FIFA 19, yeah. uh, we've got Ian Sterling. I just want to say you are slightly hungover so... I'm very hungover but I'm, but I'm full of the joys of FIFA, I'm yeah, ready yeah. to podcast my breasts off. Nice and I heard last night you came back in, dropped a load of bids on quite a lot of buffons yeah I've done that thing that most people do at 6 in the morning and bought loads of Champions League buffons for 100,000 coins thinking I was getting a bargain and he's already down to 90k the FIFA equivalent of getting a kebab yeah basically and it's on a road to glory I've got no coins left now (laughs) and uh, we've also got with us Steve aka Foot Tactician how are you doing Steve this week I'm good thanks Ben yeah um, I was sound asleep at 6am this morning so I kind of missed the the mass bidding on, on buffon thankfully (laughs) <laughs> and we've also got Comran aka Ranners AS Roma pro player how are you doing? How's it going on, man? I'm pretty good and, and actually you have obviously just competed in the qualification phase last weekend is that right? Unfortunately it's correct yeah Unfortunately it's correct <laughs> Well I've got to say like, we should probably talk about that first because 
for those who don't know you played your weekend league you get verified by getting over 27 wins and then you go into like a I mean what is it it's essentially like a Swiss style format so you play like a certain number of games once you get how many wins was it you need to get to, to kind of qualify so you had to get up to six wins before you got three losses so it's pretty difficult yeah yeah that's quite tough so but I think the most difficult thing it sounded like is you were matching up against people from I don't know all over the world I don't know whether you experienced this but people were saying about having like one like one or two bar connections in these important qualifying matches yeah so basically they just grouped uh, Middle East Africa and Europe all together and so you could you could be like in North Sweden and you could match somebody in South Africa uh, and you know all the people that complain like Americans playing against Brazilians and that's half the distance from Sweden to South Africa so you can yeah, you yeah. can uh, guess how that went down but even like playing somebody from Italy is still a struggle so then when you add in other continents it just it gets a bit out of hand yeah yeah but I mean in terms of the actual kind of games themselves like how did you find it did you feel like I don't know, there's been a lot of complaining about the quality of teams varying so much. Like, you know, plenty of people got into that with not rubbish teams, but, you know, like a million coin teams. I mean, obviously that's still really good, but you compare that to the teams that some people have where they've got, you know, Ronaldo, I mean, himself is worth way more than a million coins, obviously. So um, how did you kind of find it? I mean, I guess your team is pretty good. Well, I know it's pretty good. I played against it. Yeah. How did it compare? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous because you know how good my team is, right? We've got Vieira, Savio, Ronaldo and uh, a good team around them and then for me to get matched against a team what about three to four times that is just mm. ridiculous like and and it does show the level of team uh like i i was i was being people with the same skill level as me uh by you know a few goals just because their team was about a million and mine's about six seven million so i mean that's just fifa like and then i i match pro owners who has about a 20 million coin team uh, has every player in the game and um, and I just you just can't go toe to toe with it um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's a bit of a shame it would be nice if we had unlocked accounts for these qualifiers but you know it's uh, mm. it's it early days and I can see why they didn't do that cause it's quite a complicated thing to kind of do I, I reckon but I think you're totally right in the actual tournaments players like compete with unlocked accounts with the best players and I mean technically I'd say foot champs if you're really taking this competitive thing seriously like foot champs should have unlocked accounts with every player because if you're going to a major tournament you you get to use any player in the game um, but we know obviously with the motivation for opening packs and all that kind of stuff if you could have unlocked accounts I can totally see why they don't do that but um, I think that's something that you yeah, need to think about if they're going to take the competitive thing seriously Ranas are you competing in Gfinity this year? I am yeah first game tomorrow uh, so pretty hyped because we had uh, Chris Trout from Gfinity on the other week and he was saying that there's actually a 2v2 format yeah so it's it's i mean there's no other 2v2 format so it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how it goes down mm. i mean it's definitely they came at it from a more viewer uh, spectator angle this season mm. it's gonna be a lot more fun to watch whereas like we kind of have to go out of our way now to practice 2v2 exclusively for just just one tournament because everything else is 1v1 so it's kind of but putting a bit of strain in that regard mm. but uh i mean hopefully it goes well who are you partnered with uh this week i'm playing with zach moore uh one of the players we drafted and then on playstation it's damien zimmer oh, okay nice so and how do you feel about that as someone who kind of 
has dabbled in watching it a bit. Like, is that something that would be more exciting than 2v2? Well, you can see the logic in it, can't you? It will be more entertaining to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know the level of training that pros are going to do for the two-on-two, 2v2, sorry. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's disproportionate, but I think anything anything that makes an eSport more fun to watch is beneficial to the eSport, if you ask me. You know, because the whole point of an e—you can't have an esport without that sort of viewership, and then that sort of team element does seem to attract uh, the viewers. So I can see why they've done it. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, is that something that you're you're kind of interested in? I, I, personally, I can see the appeal definitely because also you got the t- team dynamic, but also you have less AI influence on the games. So theoretically, I, I think it, I think it could be quite good. I can see the appeal. Yeah, um, I'm a bit more of a purist though I think when it comes to competition play I'd rather it was just kept simple that it was uh, one player against another player in a straight knockout I'm not even a fan of the uh, the Swiss style tournaments to be honest yeah I mean the Swiss does make it last longer but it's considered quite a, a good way of differentiating between the, be- the best and, and not so best to all the pros playing tomorrow, can I just recommend uh, Champions League Buffon is it's got a good game. <laughs> to be fair, regular Buffon is actually quite a good card. Like I used him like for the whole weekend league early on, and he was he was actually really solid. Like I, I went uh, up to what Courtois, and he was good, but like Buffon was solid. Like he's not he's not expensive either. No. Um, how much is UCL before? Just <laughs> uh, but, well, <laughs> I was on the mobile it. phone coming here. And it was about ninety-five k you can get them at the minute. So, but that can only rise, right? You know, that can only go up <laughs> yeah. as soon as he's out of packs. As soon as this podcast drops. As soon as Ranners put some of his team and wins the two v two esports G Infinity competition. I'm in the money, man. I'm in so much money. He's currently going at 89,000 on PS4. Oh, my God. That's been in the last hour. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a bargain, though. Too cheap. Oh, dear. Um, so, uh, I mean, that's the competitive side of uh, the, the the game done at the moment. So, uh, round as you can go. Oh, yeah. Thanks. We need you for a bit longer. But, yeah, now we're going to go have a chat with Michael, who is a number one a PC player over the past year and he has been playing the patch for the last couple of days so he's going to fill us in on what it's all about. So I started off by asking him what he thought of the nerf to bicycles and volleys and whether it was an improvement. Yeah, it, it, it now feels again that when a bicycle kick is scored by either myself or the opponent that it's actually a, a great goal to watch in the replay. Um, while before it, it felt a little bit cheesy. Like in the, in the first days of FIFA 19, you would be so happy that you scored a bicycle, like, oh, this is awesome. And then like after a week, you would be like, oh, right, this, this is like a tap-in uh, sort of thing. Um, so the main thing I notice is that um, uh, players that shouldn't really do a bicycle kick, uh, like seem to uh, can't do it anymore. So you had uh, the clips on Reddit of uh, Bailey doing a bicycle kick um, from a corner. Uh, that's something you don't see anymore and that also is like a buff to players who are good at heading but not as much as shooting Um, so for example if you had like a Manolas with like 19 shooting or something and he would try a bicycle kick you would obviously fail most of the times but now he will actually go for the header Um, and that makes it more effective as well um, so s- scoring from a bicycle kick is still possible, um, but you really have to think about if there's space to perform uh, the action. As they uh, stated in the patch note that when you are between sandwich between like uh, two defenders, then obviously that's that's not possible for you to make a bicycle kick. Um, but if you're free and you have like a 
yeah, a lot of space or just enough for a bicycle kick you have a good player for, uh, for example uh, Gabriel Jesus who is like decent agility and, and I think he has the flare trait as well uh, those uh, players can still do a bicycle kick but now I think it was a good change they made it a little bit more difficult and um, even if you manage to get off the animation uh, like it would almost certainly be a goal before and now it's like if it's a good angle, then you're gonna score, but you can also miss if it's uh, from too far out or something. Yeah, and I think you, what you were saying before about certain players with agility, I think there is actually sort of an agility requirement for a bicycle kick, essentially. Um, I don't think it's in the patch note. I think it's something around 80. And they need, the player also would then potentially need to have the flare trait. I'm not sure whether it's like they need both the agility and the flare trait. Um, but the thing is, it's still possible to do bicycles with players who don't have the trait or the agility requirements by holding the yeah, LT button, yeah. I think. So so you can still score a bicycle kick with bait, with bite, but it's much, much less likely yeah. to, to go in, I think is yeah. the point. Like you- and, and also that thing you were saying about the positioning, like that you can't... So on corners, when you're like got a load of players around you it's much less likely to yeah. happen which was one of from the from corners I, I haven't really conceded one or, or seen a player try it while before it was mm-hmm. really common like the first post uh, header was changed to a, like a first post bicycle kick almost yeah yeah exactly um, yeah, so exactly. It, it feels so, uh, more of a relief when uh, your goalkeeper saves the ball and it's a corner instead of being extra scary mm-hmm. for the the corner bicycle <laughs> kick that, w- that you knew that was coming yeah, definitely. And, and so the other thing, actually talking of um, goalkeeping, was that there's quite a few goalkeeper fixes. Now, everything in the patch notes was was sort of marked rarely, so that these things happen quite rarely, yeah. apparently. Do you think that's made a difference to the game? The uh, yeah, fixes? definitely. I mean, while I agree that they use the word rarely, I guess one of the, the, the bugs happens rarely, but if you have like 10 of them, then it's more common to see your goalkeeper mess up, of course. And I think a lot of people were scared to really use the right stick control for the goalkeeper because of the amount of bugs that could happen after you did it, like diving uh, to the wrong way or just standing still and, and not running back to the net. Um, so what I've noticed uh, since the patch is that uh, I'm in Division 2 uh, of uh, rifles, so pretty decent players that are uh, sometimes using uh, the goalkeeper is now that um, it can be really uh, effective to to use the goalkeeper and um, I would say that since the patch a lot of uh, like like a lot more people are using it but I'm not sure what it does for the balancing of the game because since people rely so much on AI defending it gives them uh, a lot of time and opportunity to really look at their goalkeeper and like uh, manually move it while not really looking at the ball because like they know that holding down R1 is probably enough to stop uh, the attacker from like sp- sprinting down the box or something so there's a bit of sort of balancing yeah, issues it, which might stem from like it's really control. effective if you move out your goalkeeper uh, like one or two steps uh, and a finish shot is coming or you move it to the right corner mm. and I like the skill gap that they're uh, that can be created by this mechanic, but I feel because people are not really paying attention to the defending, uh, they have a lot of time to uh, to move the goalkeeper, and it doesn't really show yep. skill. Uh, and and actually, one, I th- I feel like one of the reasons why it's so easy 
also or it's worked so well because i do it quite a bit is because you know people are going to take a finesse yeah. shot if you didn't know that it wouldn't be so obvious what you were needing to actually do yeah more exactly you have to think about it a bit more and so in terms of the last thing i think quickly which is kind of an obvious thing to say is dynamic tactics have theoretically yeah. been fixed so players don't swap around in games yeah. is that right yeah so before you had the situation where you'd make subs or change positions and then if you would switch um game plan and also tactics within that game plan like the players would stick to their original position which was really annoying especially like after a red card because you would sub on like a player that wasn't native in that position uh, to to uh, fill the gap um, and as well that you can change uh, dynamic tactics um, during the pause menu uh, so not only only for the dynamic tactic you have selected at that point but also for others so I found myself uh, a lot of times pausing and wanting to change something in the attacking uh, game plan. And then after uh, the pause happened, I saw that I was still on uh, balance. So I had to re-pause, change, mm. and then pause again, which was a little bit annoying yeah, as well. that's going to be really good. And like, it's also nice that you can think ahead in the game. So um, instead of like only changing your current plan, you can also maybe tweak a little bit your defensive one. So um, Right, right, yeah. Yeah, to... to have more uh, variable options uh, if you want. Yeah, so potentially now at half time or something, you could think, oh, you know, I'm struggling in this game. Yeah. If I go ahead, how am I going to set up my team defensively? Yeah, exactly. To get through the last 10 minutes, or how am I going to, you know, have what's my option going to be? You know, say someone's playing a formation which is quite specific, like a back three or something. So you might want your attacking formation to be a bit wider. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps you can, like, really pr- prep your so tactics really for, like, something to come yeah yeah no that is really good yeah. actually cool well i think that's all we've got time for um thanks for stopping by and letting us know your thoughts no on the patch. problem we'll look forward to maybe hearing your thoughts when the next patch comes around as well sure sure really good to talk to you um good luck in this weekend's weekend league thank you and of course if you want to keep up with michael's exploits on twitter you can do so at m-i-c-h-i-e-l underscore foot pc and you can also follow him on twitch m-i-c-h-i-e-l pc He's got a great FIFA brain, so do go check him out. Right, let's get back into the podcast. We've got plenty more to come on our players and tactics recommendations, formations and tactics. We've got Scream promo chat, loads of stuff. But we get things underway again with Rana's thoughts on the new patch. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the patch, definitely. I mean, goalkeepers bugging out is, uh, is you know, it's driving me a bit crazy, uh, especially during that qualification and my... Ida Hay was a uh, you know a bit hit and miss. Did he want to pick up the ball? Was he just baiting me? I don't know. <laughs> um, but then also the bicycle kicks, another thing driving me insane. So both of them patched, definitely a good thing. But what a lot of pros were talking about was it's not it's not necessarily a patch, if you will, or, or maybe it has no real effects to gameplay. If that makes sense, it's more of kind of a bug fix. Kind of patch. There's no nerf or buffing stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, so there's no like gameplay balancing, if yeah. you like. It's all fairly straightforward. So so finesse shots are staying the same. Potentially things like goalkeepers being fixed means that people are going to move their keepers to stop finesse shots. But I mean, I don't know how many people are actually really doing that. Like, Ian, have you got into that at all? No. I mean, down where I am, no one's doing that. I've heard about it like here, and I hear certain pros talking yeah. about it when I'm in, in Twitch watching them and stuff. But yeah. Like down in down in the depths of like Dev Four, <laughs> Dev Five, no one's and from my experience, no one's moving keepers like yeah, you know, yeah. across the goal for like I mean, from someone's going lower, you know I mean moving it 
mm. near post for finesse and stuff. I've not I've not seen it. So yeah, I bet on corners maybe moving the goalkeeper to the front post. Yeah, for the you know the usual drive at the front post sort of cheese, but no, not really, not not in my level. I know normally you know we we chat about. I don't know, reviews and things in the second half, but I'm quite interested to see what kind of teams people are using. Ian, uh, you're new to the podcast this this year, so what kind of squad have you got going and like what players are you enjoying? At the minute, I'm using just sort of like a fairly solid uh, La Liga team with a little sort of like Bundesliga mm. triangle at the back. Okay. So I've got a sort of Kimmich, then that M-Form Stark. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looks quite good. Yeah, he's great, man. And then Taliso... Um, just because he's, I've got, I've got him untradeable, mm. and then yeah, then I've just got like Modric. I packed him. I can't remember who it was. I packed the, who was it? I literally packed him yesterday. I was actually buzzing for it. So a Champions League card, um, but Modric, Sal. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then guy, the Champions League guy, mm. uh, Nacho, Nacho centre oh, yeah, back, yeah, and some Randy. So how have you found Modric? Because he's a player that I was like, not. I mean, he's 100k, but like relatively, it's not hugely expensive. Probably the best. I I I find it because again, the AI is so good, especially in the middle park. If you've got, I usually play like a four-two-three-one. So if I've got mm. him like cutting passing lanes, he just hoovers up mm. everything. So yeah, he's got quite good inceptions for it. Re- yeah, well, yeah. basically, I found because I was using rice packed Rakitic, I just kept him for ages, mm. and I think he's a solid card. So I just sort of thought, you know what, I'll just move up to Modric and see what it's mm. like. And again, with passing being a lot more useful in this game, I think I, I just love him. I just find him box to box. He just gets everywhere. He's got much more stamina than I thought as well. He can he can last sort of a full game. Well, you get you get ninety minutes yeah. out of him, no bother. Yeah, yeah. It's, even if you've got him in a sort of like like a like a box to box role. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That sounds good. So he's kind. Of, is he like the standout player? You'd say. Or, yeah. You know? Well, and also, do you know one of my standout players is Dembele. Uh, what the right winger? Yeah, yeah. who's main? Like I think I picked <laughs> yeah. him up for like one point eight k. No, he, he scored some pretty dirty goals against me. Yeah, I mean he's he's um his composure's low, which is probably why people don't mm. use him as much. But with a dead eye on him, you've got like I think it's like he's got eighty nine to ninety on uh, pace, passing and shooting. Yeah. And I think dribbling's up there as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, his dribbling and pace is really strong, and then his other stats can be boosted, I guess. Yeah, no, he's a good shot, actually. Like, he's not someone that I've used that much, but like, I imagine from playing against him, he's pretty fun. Yeah, so there's Modric, and then up front, I've keep, I've, I keep forgetting. I keep oh, is it um, Rodrigo? Yeah, like, Rodrigo, yeah, point, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he looks really quite good for... Uh, yeah, I I mean, again, I think I got him when um, that one front SBC came out, so I had, like, uh, Costa, who I really enjoyed using. Mm-mm. I think I got him. I think I got Costa because of this podcast. Yeah, like, AJ, was yeah like... AJ was <laughs> banging on about him, so I just got him, put a hawk on him. Why can't he recommend these mates? And then um, <laughs> because he went up with the one Fran SBC, yeah, yeah. I just sold him and you know, I mean switched over. But I definitely want another striker. But that's I think La Liga. That going with the La Liga team, you really do struggle up front. Yeah, that, you've I got Ben Yedder, and that's about it. Yeah, Ben Yedder's kind of expensive as well I think like he's one of the few really effective strikers in that league and therefore he's kind of and the fact he's out of packs obviously cause he's and I never because I never see people using like a Suarez yeah I yeah. never see him I don't yeah. know he's, he's gone down them. to three star skills this year and I think oh, that, that's he? put a lot of people off he's still kind of expensive um, I paid about 370 I think mm, not bad so how many buffons is that that's four buffons. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll be about two. If my, <laughs> yeah. trading, yeah, yeah. If my trading works out, but yeah, I think that's the one that I do. I think I'd, 
basically, my idea was I'm, I was sort of doing like this like road to glory, like everyone's doing. So my idea was I wanted a league that, I mean, everyone was pretty much discarded the yeah. whole way through. So I'm not going to lose any coins. But now it's getting to the stage where you just I need a a decent striker and with Ben I just don't think Ben Yedda's worth it anymore uh, I know what you mean I've, Ben Yedda's kind of interesting like I I used him a lot and enjoyed him but his stamina's not that good okay. and I, I, that's what like put me off him basically and then I and then I've moved on to using uh, as I was saying Zola who is like Ben Yedda without the five star weak foot slight disadvantage but in terms of all his other stats he's kind of better mm-hmm. so I think uh, and he's got finesse shot so yeah I, I, yeah, it's a lot to pay but also with an icon you then can get in players that you wouldn't otherwise be able to fit in the team so I think it's probably worth it but yeah I'm not sure like how the icon market is going to go especially heading towards Black Friday so <laughs> um, I'm not going to recommend everyone goes out and buys an icon that being said Foot Economist did tweet saying buy a cheap icon well, they just they went they went through the roof after that. I mean, then you'd think the next sort of like icon player pick SBC that comes out, if there's anything decent in that, they're gonna go yeah, yeah crazy. You yeah, assume because you can yeah yeah the cheaper ones already did go up a fair bit, and so yeah could do. I'm I'm interested though. Like, there's a few quite cheap players like Raúl, for example, Baby Raúl, as people call the lowest rated one, looks really strong. I mean, he's he's like okay strength, okay pace, but he's got finesse shot trait. He's got really good on the ball stats like if you put engine on him or something so he's got really good he's got like almost maxed out passing almost maxed out dribbling his shooting's really good anyway so someone like that playing him in cam just like looking to move players around like not put them in the position you'd expect sometimes you can get really good value out of an icon and it allowing you to put extra players that you wouldn't be able to fit in I think is really worth it you've got one icon don't you Ranas you've got Vieira but do you have someone else as well I have Eusebio as well ooh nice is that recent addition I don't remember playing against him um Relatively. What what are you thinking about him? Oh, he's sensational. He's like if you got Neymar, but you give him extra jumping, heading, and strength, and shooting. Damn. Basically. That sounds good. But he doesn't have five star skills, does he? Uh, no, he doesn't. He still has the five star for and four star skills. Yeah, I do feel like five star skills is less like coming from me. This this is a big statement, but I think five star skills is slightly less important this year. There's a lot of good skills you can do with four star. So I've been less bothered. Uh, I find, uh, well, the main thing for the five-star skills is El Tornado, in my opinion, because oh, yeah. it's so easy <laughs> then, to score this year. Then with the patch, maybe, you know. Yeah, like, kind of like, so what, uh, as regards to the patch, is that like more bicycle kick orientated or is it all forms it's of volleys? It's all like volleys and bicycles, all of them, yeah. So any kind of like in-air shot, I think, pretty much. So yeah, I guess the like weird kind of semi- bicycle kick that you get off an El Tornado would be would be pretty similar in terms of it being patched Steve uh, how's your team looking at the moment um, I've just changed it up recently actually um, bit of an odd hybrid that I'm running um, I've gone to playing 4-1-2-1-2 narrow actually which would always have been anathema mm. to me but now that it's not particularly meta um, I'm giving that more <laughs> of a go um, it's, bec- it's become it's become hipster now yeah, yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of retro isn't hipster it one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like high tech trainers that's fallen out of trend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've got um, Allison and Gold, um, Champions League Alex Tellers at left back, who I really like. Um, I know people will always say that Alexandro is the best left back in the game. I'm not that convinced he's even the best Brazilian in the game. Tellers is really, really good. Paulista, Informeric Bayi, who I definitely recommend. Um, He's everything that you'd expect from from an upgraded by gold card. Up front, 
Uh, Suarez, as I mentioned, Coutinho playing as Cam and Player of the Month Lucas next to Suarez. And that is really nice, kind of takes yeah. us back to the earlier conversation about finesse shots. The finesse mm. shots from both Coutinho and Suarez are just filthy. Um, as, as long as it's a clean shot, it'll go in. I just sold Coutinho. I couldn't get on board with him at all. Mm. I just didn't. I thought, Did you play him as a winger though? Yeah, well, because yeah. I guess he's playing at Cam, so maybe that's he gets lost. On yeah, the wing. well, I I play him sometimes like sort of my left Cam in like a four two three one. Yeah. Or but then again out, out left on like a four one. Mm. Three two, um. I just I just thought his physicals were just yeah I mean, ridiculous. Easy, but then again, maybe I'm not good enough to stay I found like, that when I'm, playing the four two three one, no matter how narrow I made it, he just it was so difficult to get him involved. But playing in that cam role, he's he's excellent. Yeah, I can imagine actually. No, that's a good shout. Moving inside, um, with dynamic tactics, pretty pretty good idea as well. I think one of the things that I've been trying out again using what you were saying about four two three one. I've actually brought in uh, Ibrahimovic as a striker and uh, managed to get him in because of using Zola. Um, so just having Alessandrini as kind of a chem link to him means it's all, it's all full chem. And actually having Zola in cam and Ibrahimovic up front, he's slightly underrated this year. I mean, I know he doesn't have the pace. That's kind of obvious. But if you look at him with Marksman, he's got 90 positioning, 96 finishing, 95 shot power, 92 long shots, 96 volleys, 94 penalties. So that's like pretty much above mid 90s for everything on shooting. Um 79 agility. Let's not talk about his balance because it's like 39. <laughs> but his reaction is 87, ball control 89, 89 and for some reason he has like quite a low dribbling which is a bit of a joke. I don't see how he can lose that much dribbling um just by going to the MLS, but you know. Um 90 composure, which is obviously really good. 91 strength. 89 aggression with Marksman as well. So, yeah, really, really solid player. Really strong. He's got five-star skills. He's got really good weak foot. He basically finished anything inside the box. So have him up front uh, with Zola in behind as kind of a like an overlapping player. So you kind of play it into Ibra. He holds the centre-back off, flick it through to Zola or out to the wingers. Um, and then inside the box, obviously, if you just pass it into Ibra, maybe you know stop up or do a scoop down or whatever, and just bang it, and it'll go in. Uh, and then you've also got crossing options as well with Ibra in there. So I've actually been really impressed by that. Like as a system, I wasn't really expecting a striker with 59 pace to work, but it kind of does, to be honest. And I think the fact that it's not like what most people are doing is kind of helping. Um, it's interesting because it takes a while for people to get used to playing against Ibra. Once they do, like towards the end of the game, sometimes you, he just gets like. I guess they kind of realise what you're about and he kind of becomes less effective. But at that point, you know, you just sub him out if you really want to switch it up a bit. But yeah, I, I was inspired to do it actually because of Arnautovic and you were talking about Arnautovic yeah. earlier. The inform like is not yeah. actually that impressive. I don't I don't get it at all. I bought him really, when, really early, annoyingly, I bought him when he wasn't, when he was, I think he was like th- 35, 40k or something. Like when he kind of very first Yeah, very first came out and then obviously he's, a few like YouTubers and stuff have like hyped him up. But like I didn't get it at all I just mm. felt like he was like, I think we talked about it you put something on him for pace and he just felt really sort of clunky and yeah. then, and if he didn't if he didn't shooting wasn't good enough yeah, like, should, yeah, yeah I felt like a sort of like felt like that sort of like Harry Kane like I like when Harry Kane last FIFA I've always when he gets a few informs I quite like putting him in a, a cam but um, at striker just felt like the, the, the stats were never there mm. for it to work and now everyone's obs- like I think he's going for like what 70 80k or something yeah. which is ridiculous it's really interesting I think it's true It's one of the, he's one of those players and I think that's why I prefer Ibra it's like 
he's kind of good at most things, but he's not actually like selling at anything particularly. He's big, obviously, he's physical presence, but he's not like crazy strong. He's not really good at dribbling. He's not really that agile. Like he is one of those players that, yeah, he's an inform option from the Premier League at striker. He's obviously going to be popular, but really, I don't think he quite justifies his price at the moment. And actually using him was making me think, oh, actually, this is a kind of a, a system I could make work, but not with Arnautovic because he's not actually that good. <laughs> I think you'd go, just go with a, like a regular Kane or, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there are better options for sure. I think we've gone through players from everyone's team, really. But yeah, in terms of... I just want to say that inform Stark is really good from the yeah, Bundesliga. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got like 80 pace to start things off. Yeah. Which means obviously you don't need to mess about with like an anchor or a shadow. You can put like, you know, yep. something a bit more interesting on him, Hunter. which I quite like. Yeah. You get, yeah. A, get a hunter on him. <laughs> he bangs him in. Although he's great in there. He's got me a fair few goals from corners as well. Oh, I he can imagine. A big he's, guy. he's quite, quite tall, yeah. And you can call, and you say Tony Stark and call him Iron Man, which is like a little funny thing. <laughs> But yeah, no, he's a good. That inform starts a good card and cheap. Yeah, no, he's. I, I, I think he was. I think we picked him out in one of the in the team week roundup once. I think I made a bad joke about Game of Thrones as well. Um, <laughs> on. But I think what I have found most is that having tried quite a few formations, I know Steve, you're trying a new one at the moment. That I, I keep coming back to the four-two-three-one. That kind of formation just feels much more solid than any of the others. Like it's not the kind of formation where you're going to catch someone out in terms of your tactics or whatever, but going into a game with that as your kind of starting formation, just it feels quite solid and you feel like you can kind of deal with most things. If you want to switch it up um, further down the line, then obviously you've got some dynamic tactic options. Um, like I've got a three at the back specifically to counter narrow formations. Um, yeah, like Steve was saying about the the four, three, one, two. I've actually had a few issues dealing with that, to be honest, over the weekend league uh, last gone, but I found switching to a three at the back formation um really helps deal with that because obviously it's quite narrow uh, unless the person's really overlapping their fullbacks in which case sometimes you can have an issue like I, I found that it was really quite good against that I don't know what you found Steve using it is it something that like, have you found certain formations it struggles against or well on my custom tactics I tend to keep a pretty broad variety so that I, what yeah, I initially yeah. did was and I think this is what a lot of people have been doing um I had them set up so that they were effectively mirroring how how things worked previously where if i if i went to ultra attacking um it'd mm. be much more aggressive i'd get more players into the box um i'd yeah. press harder and ultra defensive you know the opposite I'd, I'd be sitting back and defending and what have you um on balance having having become more familiar with the game i'm not convinced that's the way to go really necessarily um i think it's mm. better to have the the flexibility in terms of having different formations at your command um, mm-hmm. So that if you if you do notice that you're struggling, if you're getting outmanned in midfield, or as you say, if you, if you're up against a narrow formation, then uh, you've always got that option to to kind of audible out of it and into something else. Yeah, I was I was playing about with the drop back defensive. Is it called drop back something like that? And I was going to ask you actually, runners, is that something that you've tried? Because I honestly like couldn't get it to work. Like I, I just felt like my players were just disappearing further and further back and it just opened up the finesse shot like every time and it would work against some players who kind of weren't aware of what was going on didn't realize that they had long shot options on but against other players who kind of were aware of that it was just horrible to use uh yeah so i used that on my ultra defensive formation i used uh four three three five default sign right, um, right, right and i think you get away with it because 
Uh, well, I have my wingers to come back on defense, and I mm. have three center mids stay, staying back. So when you mm. have them back, it um it does fill up that midfield that the defense has kind of left open mm. from dropping back. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Maybe I, maybe that was the mistake because I don't think I was using. Wait, so what formation are you using on that for? For that four then? four three three. Uh, oh, just, the false nine. Oh, false nine formation. Okay, yeah. yeah, that does kind of really crowd the middle, doesn't it? So yeah. you can see why that would work. Yeah. Have you tried any interesting uh, tactics? Yeah. I went. Um, I mean, I went for all the normal sweaty numbers. Mm. I quite like the four three one two as well. I like having in space in this game. I like having two strikers. Mm. So like the four two three one, I use lots, but I just found. With the way the AI defending and my skill level where I'm at, I just can never get a shot off in the box. That kind of space I can't get. Yeah, 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 I need that sort of one-two um, mm. bit of movement. So yeah, I've been working with a lot of. So I did try that four-two-two-two. Two, two oh yeah, yeah. With the um, with the cams rather than the 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 out wide. Yep, yep. Which again was quite nice, but you just get pounded in the midfield mm. it's really hard to I get you just have to have two like insane players in the centre you need I mean I think you'd need sort of like a, v, a hula and a yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd need like the amazing box to box guys to make to pull that off but going forward you've got so many options mm-hmm. Runners do you know of any other have you like played against pros who've played the 4-4-2 because last year it became quite popular as a sort of pro formation but I don't know and especially I guess with the quality of midfielder you can get kind of makes it viable but have you played against people at this stage using it much yeah so the 442 and the 4222 similar enough but uh yeah mm. i've only seen them used by people that have Holland and vr uh mm. because otherwise uh you just it's not gonna work to be honest yeah because you need that mix of like someone who can basically do everything right yeah. in those positions you need someone who can hold down your defense like Vieira. you need someone who can hold down defense but also like do really good creative things in the middle as well in hullet so you're kind of pretty uh stuck i guess probably if you're playing against worse teams you could probably get by with it but. i think a modric or a soul or something like would work yeah but they didn't but they would be done by about yeah. six minute and also the other thing is that you've got to like i think the physicality and the size of the midfielder is like important as well recently i've been using a combination of condolbia and chan um and it's, it was ucl chan who i packed in one of the ucl packs and I actually like i've been really impressed by him i was using fabinho for a little while and I can't believe that card is 80k. Like, <laughs> it's incredible. He's decent, but he feels so clunky. And the amount of times that he'll just like let a ball go past him and do a bad interception and stuff like that, it was just a nightmare to deal with. But Chan actually feels he's a bit more agile. He's a bit better on the ball. He's, I guess, I don't know. He's not as physically sort of commanding as as Fabinho was, but like I much prefer him. Thought he was way better. And Kondogbia. A lot of people use him, but really overlook the fact he has like an absolutely killer finesse shot. Like if you get him outside the box because he's left footed as well, which people I don't know, not everyone expects, and he has finesse shot trait. What I tend to do is do the uh, you know heel to heel flick, so that like yeah to get a bit fun. of space. So do that like across the top of the box, time finish like top corner. Like honestly, uh, it's been a been a bit of a day tactic over the past like week or so that I've been using him um, and like it's weird because normally like last year you'd set up so you're, you have your two mid- central midfielders if you've got two you'd put the left footed one on the left and the right footed one on the right but because of finesse shots I'm just having like the left footed one on the right and so I can cut across um, which is not so good for passing around the outside to like your wingers but it's 
it's really effective on the finesse and uh yeah one of the things that i would like encourage people to get into doing that the reason why is because it really makes the opposition like come to you like if you early on take that finesse shot and bury it then for the rest of the game your opponent is like shit he's gonna finesse it in the top corner i need to close him down and then they'll come to you and then it opens up the space so i think if you can have that kind of long shot option with the game as it is i think it's really important yeah, it's just it's kind of it's quite funny uh, the difference between the divisions. I think I touched on it last time. Um, yeah, but yeah. So now, because uh, everybody in Division One does move their goalkeeper, uh, you mm. don't get closed down for finesse shots. Um, oh, the keeper does it instead. They, they'll basically. just move the goalkeeper. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you are, it's actually more common to see power shots than finesse shots in Div One at the moment, uh, because mm. the sheer amount of people moving their goalkeeper for the finesse shot does leave uh, the other angle for the power shot left open so that's quite interesting and and do you tend to like take the power shot with that player that like is going to do the finesse or do you have to pass it off to get that shot away uh no you'll bait you like you'll line up for the finesse but then you'll just mm. shoot in the other corner nice okay so that's probably enough on gameplay for now. Let's talk about the promotions we've had over the last week. We had, uh, obviously, as we've been talking about throughout, we've had the UCL packs again. You obviously enjoyed Buffon. Um, <laughs> Champions League Buffon, what a bargain. <laughs> get on the market, let's get buying them up. He's for like a counter on this podcast. He's down at 40k play- now. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. So the UCL was kind of funny because people wanted, obviously, the tradable UCL pack because... Uh, UCL players who are tradable have been really valuable because they only came out once there was only really one chance to get a rare tradable um, UCL player uh, on Tuesday there was marquee matchups but the UCL players weren't in that marquee matchup as the reward which they were the week before or a couple of weeks before when uh, Champions League was on so there was a bit of like oh um, this is so ridiculous blah 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 um, basically traders moaning quite nice not having a trader because I can say that without without recrimination uh, traders I'm a, tra- I'm a trader oh, oh sorry <laughs> Champions League Buffon <laughs> um, you know so obviously there was a bit of moaning etc but then the next day they brought out UCL pack which actually was really cheap like way cheaper than market matchups would have been um, and uh, yeah so that was good more tradable players on the market opportunity for Ian to buy um, and then <laughs> We had, I mean, I think that's pretty much going to be it from the UCL front. Pretty good. Um, I'm really interested to see what happens when we get to the final round. You know, if someone like Carl Walker, who is like the the right back that everyone wants, basically, he's probably the best right back, people will say. And his UCL version is a slight boost. But if you're a pro or like someone with a lot of coins, you want that special card. You yeah. want that slight boost. And he's the kind of player, if he doesn't get an inform between, you know, uh, the time that UCL packs finally come out for the end of the group stage and the up until the point at which they come out again come the beginning of the knockout, he could be like a mad increase on that. Well, look at that inform Valencia from last year. Oh, yeah. He was... I remember thinking mm. of buying him. Like, was it was he week one or week two inform? I think. I'm sure it was. I think it was like maybe week one or two, yeah. And he was... Ho- yeah, it was yeah, week one. I remember looking at him, not that expensive. He was, was like, like well over half. Yeah, yeah maybe two. If that, yeah. maybe even under 100k when he first like first came out because it was yeah, week one. Might have been a comes. moment where he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but let's say 100 k. He was like over. Like, he was up at half a million from yeah all year. At one point, he was like 600, 700 even. I think yeah, it was. I think so. Yeah, someone there. There will be a few Champions League cards that do that. Yeah, yeah. my money's on. Yeah. 
Buffon. Champions League Buffon. <laughs> I actually got I baited by that. that. Oh, <laughs> I was waiting for some, like... No, but I think he... But he's a good example. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I can't actually, see any other goalkeeper. Well, he is the, by far the best in Liga, so it's not a bad shout. Like, yeah. if he doesn't get a card, a special card, then he will go up. But um, let's uh, also talk about Scream, because that's obviously the big promotion that's out at the moment. I've got to say, like, I'd, I'd like to hear you, your thoughts on it, because, I don't know, what they're doing is they're essentially... Similar thing to last year where players dynamically change over the course of the year. Um, last year, they were just getting boosted, basically. But this year, they've got two 90 stats. Those 90 stats are going to change at unknown times during the year. So the card stats are going to kind of switch around. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, Ian, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think I, I feel more confident talk, talking about something like this because I'm not a great FIFA player, but I feel like I, I, I like to enter. I'm an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like with this scream card, and they, this happens every year. Because I love the idea of it. They fall between these two mm. uh, posts of something that's fun yep. and something that's football and serious, and they yeah. they never satisfy anyone. Because I was looking, and I'm just, someone. I was talking about this on the stream, and someone said that Nick Twenty Eight T talks about this. He probably was more articulate than me, but I was like, "Well, those ninety ratings. If it's a bit of fun, and it's like, do you know I mean, if you want to make it happen, why isn't every stat?" Just ninety down the area. So yeah, if you yeah, give Balotelli, yeah. I think he's got like ninety defending. Mm. If that's right, like all his stats. Why is everything not ninety? Yeah, yeah. If it's like a Halloween, it's like um, he's he's morphed into this mad great defender. But then there's there's like loads of he's got like there's a few like yeah. I think it's like in man marking or something it's like fifty something. Yeah, like so what's the po- what like what's the point in it? So my theory is, and um, I think there was something on Reddit about this or somewhere you can find it out. But there's like a algorithm probably that calculates. I assume that calculates the way that rating or player in-game stats are given. Mm. So basically, probably Balotelli. I don't know what stat it was you're talking about, but one of them. Say for example, Caseros. I was looking at him. All his stats like shooting stats like in the 90s apart from his finishing which is still like 65 or something but that's because his base card has unbelievably low finishing compared to the other stats so they obviously just have like a stock boost to each stat like that's relative to what the stat already is and again kind of i get yeah. that that's i get that logic and again that's the thing about fifa but this is like a script um, like, this it is should a be like a thing why fun, don't you yeah, just yeah. for fun just make everything 90 like i get it with like an inform and they've got you know maybe competitive you've got the fuck jam you've got the competitive element and you mm. can't just you can't just bring a 99 rated card onto the market for a laugh but with this it's like who's using like Screamer Ming yeah like so you might as well just make it yeah make it fun fun yeah and and I think my big complaint about this is fair enough like the randomization of the 90s like the 90s going to move around on the card like you don't know what 90 what what two 90 stats are going to be 90 stats if that makes sense as as the year goes on like different times it will change but I think what's a bit too much is there's too many variables so not only do you not know what the 90 stats are going to be which is obviously really important to whether you can have them in your team or not we also don't know when that is going to change so if i buy a player and i'm thinking oh busquets you know he's got 90 pace 90 defending at the moment or whatever it is um at the moment so he'd be viable for weekend league potentially useful player but like just before weekend league they decide to change the stats and he has like 90 shooting and like 90 i don't know dribbling it like obviously he's then useless to me and he's yeah. dropped in value. So I, I kind of feel like clever idea changing the nineties, but we should have had some idea when that might happen because I'm not going to buy a card. If suddenly he's going to change stats and then he's going to be unusable for my team. I might even have to like sell half my team to, to, you know, fit another card in. Like, I think 
there's too many variables involved, but I appreciate that it's fun. And, you know, having the SBCs, the, the SBCs are good. We've got Shrines Tiger. He, when he gets 90 pace, he has 37 at the moment. When that happens, he's going to be sick. And we're expecting, um, I think, Left Mid Koke, who could be quite interesting as well, because you can switch him in game. But he, he, again, doesn't look that exciting. Like, if they were going to do a Halloween promo, even if it's, I think Ming's a good example, because if you give him like a nice boost, he works, but he's not going to be like competitive level. Why don't they have like a fun skin on him? Like, why? They know that cool, like the little clown animation they had in the ad, in the sort of ad yeah. for it. I would, if that was, even if you had that in game. Mm. Yeah, I just think if you're gonna do a sort of Halloween screamer thing, go for it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd love. I think that'd be really funny if they look like sort of looked like zombie. I know there was a pack. I've not seen anyone packing, and I've not packed any. But I remember last year, mm. you had the pack animation. They sort of come out like zombies. That was yeah, cool. yeah. I don't know if they do that this year, but um, that in game, just some. Just if you're gonna do it's a sort of like ninety boost monsters mm. of the night sort of. Fun element, make it fun. No, no, and I, I think it's also all about how it kind of links to actual gameplay, the actual kind of doing of FIFA. Like it doesn't, or foot, it doesn't really link very well into playing the game. And if there was something whereby scream cars were required for a DKT, like a knockout tournament, but there aren't knockout tournaments, it would be fun and like people would have to get one into their team it would yeah. be like who'd you get in like oh like there'd be a lot of discussion about the screen cards which would work and people would be limited by their budget so they'd end up maybe using a mings because he makes sense in the team maybe we are going to see something like that but i'm not sure quite how it fits into the gameplay landscape if you like and i know ran as this is not going to be particularly popular with you as someone who's playing competitively the idea that you'd have to fit a screen card in but for the general population i think a bit of fun like that, you know, DKT requirements when they did silver cards. Um, maybe they do like a an eight, uh, you know, a squad limit of eight, uh, squad racing limit of sort of eighty or something, and then some of these scream cards actually become quite quite useful in a way. Um, things like that. So I don't know. It's it's kind of hard. Like I feel like I get what they've done. I can see why they've done it. It's a bit of fun, but it doesn't. It hasn't quite like hit the mark. It hasn't quite. That's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit of fun. It's yeah. not fun. <laughs> it's not, it's not it's genuine bona fide fun. fun. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just a little bit of... You, you look to them, you know, that's cool. Busquets yeah, yeah. isn't slow. Nice vid. Nice animations. Yeah. Cool vid. Busquets, oh, Busquets is fast. That'll be good. And yeah. then you carried on with your day, really. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I, it was interesting. I mean, I'm guessing, Ranners, you've pretty much got no interest in these. And that's kind of the end of that for the promo yeah yeah the bus gets like season but like you said man i'm not trying to trying to get his stats to change and just him like drop like 90 percent of his yeah, price exactly. like, just like yeah. that so. it will be interesting like potentially there's a good shout to pick up maybe one of the cheaper cards which doesn't have the 90 stats in the right places you know balotelli for example he's got 90 defending if that switched somewhere else you're potentially looking at a much more valuable card there's definitely trading opportunities well i definitely i got um, i done that i mean the week i think it was a weekly objective to get his loan card and yeah. i got that thinking oh if he gets a yeah. pace and shooting boost yeah that's a great impact sub yeah yeah and um abdul rahman who's like five star skiller plays in the saudi league he's got like i think 90 dribbling 90 pace at the moment if he gets 90 pace 90 shooting or something he could be like a really good sort of super sub he's really cheap so there's a, there's a few different options like if there's there's some ways of making this more interesting but i think actually weirdly this is probably best the best thing about this promotion which is rare is i think for traders and it's been weird because it's the same thing with ucl as well like ucl again the actual gameplay difference these cards make is pretty minimal but for like cool squads and traders it's, it's quite a good promotion um, quite a good idea so yeah um, what are your closing thoughts Steve on the screen promo um, it's not something that's particularly grabbed me to be honest I don't want to sound like the, the miserable <laughs> <laughs> the miserable type but um, 
I, I like FIFA as a simulator. Um, I don't like the unrealistic aspect that it brings into the game. Um, it's bad enough having Alex and Jim Hunter and all their cronies in the game. Um, I, I'm not a fan <laughs> of it at all. I think it's just a gimmick um, designed to sell packs. Cool. On that positive note, let's uh, <laughs> so <Yeah>. let's <laughs> let's uh, have a quick break, and we'll be back for a very short part two, where we get our teeth into a surprisingly interesting team of the week. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Hey guys, it's Matt HC Gamer here, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast. As you may have heard in previous weeks, we're continuing to promote Calm. Calm is the campaign against living miserably, as nobody deserves to live miserably. And if you're finding things tough, then go to thecalmzone.net for help or just a chat. We'll be back in just a second with Team of the Week 6. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Foot Weekly Podcast. Uh, We won't keep you long because we've just got to get through that Team of the Week. But yeah, Ian, how's your break? Good, I've just been checking prices of the Champions League before. (laughs) Of course he has. <laughs> He's back up 97k. What a steal. Everyone get on the market. <laughs> I'm really interested to see like how what price he is when people are actually listening to this. It's going to be quite interesting. I know. I'll be cuz I'll either look like an I'll either look like a genius or an absolute. <laughs> <laughs> uh run the buffon market. Yeah. Right so, we're going to chat team of the week. Let's start with uh Steve first of all, who's your pick? Um, somebody that I like the looks of is uh, the Uruguayan CDM for Inter, um, Vecino, I think that's how you pronounce mm-hmm. it, it tends to be a double C, that's the ch, isn't it, so Matthias Vecino, Vecino, stick an anchor chemistry style on him and you've got a great all-round CDM, 82 acceleration, so he'll get to the ball quickly um, for 50-50s, um, he's got interceptions, 85 Stamina 84, so he'll keep going. Aggression 84. Um, but he can also pass the ball around. His, his short passing is 88, long passing 84, vision 86. And as is not the case with most CDMs, um, he can also hit a long shot. So, whereas, I mean, I'm using Casemiro at CDM at the minute, and I'll tend to not trust his shooting. Um, but with this guy, if, if it opens up on the edge of the area, boom, you, you should have a good shot with him. Nice. Also, yeah. four-star skills, I should add. Mm, that is a really good shot, actually. And his dribbling, you know, like is quite decent for a guy who's, you know, he's not he's not a weak player. He's not like a, you know, a Fred or whatever. Yeah, so, he's nice maybe his agility and balance let him down slightly, and his high high work rates would be a slight concern for a CDM. Um, but apart from that, really solid card, and, and currently going for like seventeen thousand PS4. Nice, um, cool. Uh, I know. Ranners, you probably don't have a player in here that you'd put in your team, but if there's one player there that you would probably not want to come up against and you see him on that, that loading screen, who, who would it be? Yeah, it's got to be this Lewandowski, man. A- anytime you come up against a player that's, that's just good in the air, kind of physical, you know, it's just it's a stress to play mm. against because um, you just feel like uh, you could defend perfectly and you can just whip in one cross... Scored ahead of, parked the bus, 
you lose one nil. It's cost you top hundred. Your weekend is ruined. So yeah, personal experience. That's uh, that, that's what I see happening. Yeah, that's a good shout. I, I really like the look of Lewandowski. Actually, he was going to be the player I picked out because I know he's kind of expensive. Let's. I mean, first of all, I just want to say the boost from the not inform is like tragic. And overall, I genuinely am like frustrated increasingly by the boost that informs get first inform, especially if they're over eighty five. So like, there's not. A big boost like they're not going up multiple ratings it's just a one rating boost on the on the on the actual card this Lewandowski some of his like categories of stats like there's I don't know there's only a couple of boosts like it's 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 not a big boost you're not why are you going to pay like 400k for basically like a black shell on the card like it is not a great uh buy like from a f- sort of purely financial perspective but as a card like he looks really good he's got finesse shot trait he's got insane finishing positioning um he's quite agile he's actually got really good balance which is underrated i think um for a big player um and you, you know he's got really good ball control reactions etc great passing and he's physically like a good player so i, I think if you're looking for or if he drops in price it's kind of what i'm saying like give him a go but also i'd actually recommend giving the 90 a go like i used him in a draft and was really impressed um and obviously quite easy to link being buying so yeah give him a go but ian who, who's your pick i like the look of this uh lala card oh, the yeah. right wing back i think with a shadow you put a shadow on him you've got an 89 rated right back he's got 99 acceleration 97 sprint speed uh, his defending's like um, you've got 90 interceptions. His head and accuracy is I mean, not great, but you don't really need that. Marking 90, standing tackle 88, sliding tackle 95. Mm. Uh, French as well, so quite a good way of getting him into. I think he's like teams. the best French and Liga left back, uh, right back. So, you know. Yeah, really. if you've got a Liga set up, you can get Lala, you can have that Champions League before and go. Like, whatever you fancy, <laughs> really. Uh, mid, medium high, though. Mm. Which um, you might find, you yeah. might sneak out of position every now and again. That's true, actually, yeah. If you, you might do a. If you're, sorry. If you're thinking of buying him, Ian, um, I can sell you a couple of informed Dipsy and Pose that will get great chemistry with him. <laughs> <laughs> Such. I'll, I'll, I'll take five. <laughs> Are they UCL? If not, not What's perfect is he gets a strong link to uh, embed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, that's very true. Like, I, I actually used the. Because you had a previous inform, I used that as a link with Mbappe. I'm not going to lie, found him kind of trash as a right back. Um, <laughs> but he's had a decent but then also but the this is, is a decent boost it's a decent boost because it's an 81 to an 84 in form so the, the boost is kind of solid and uh, mainly it was kind of his agility balance which has been improved in this in form so um, he's, he's a solid card I give him a go for sure yeah you're not a bad um, like it's one of those team of the weeks where it's not great if you're someone like Ranners you're not that interested but <laughs> as a as a team with like some interesting players it's quite a good one let's just do a whip round who would we want as our player pick first of all Ian I mean You'd want you would want Landowski, wouldn't you? But I mean, Alala would be better would fit in my team. 15. Yeah, but obviously you'd go for that ninety-one, but I'll I'll say Lala. Uh, okay, perhaps. Uh, so Steve, who who would you go? For? I'd probably go for Lewandowski as well, um, for the reasons that mm-hmm. Rannis has pointed out. Um, yeah. He's also the most expensive, so if uh, if I can't get on with him, I can sell him. Yeah. Well, you can't sell him because it's a red. Well, of course, no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> can you can put him in SBC. Right? It's going so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Ranners, what about you? I mean, he's just going to be for uh, sure, I'd, isn't it? But, I'm probably going to take Martial. Decent yeah, that's true. That's true. Um Yeah, personally, I'd actually. Yeah, I'd take the Lewandowski as well. I wish with keepers like Pickford, I wish the in from he could get like taller. 
Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Because whatever, <laughs> whatever you do to his stats, it's yeah, not going yeah, to no make any difference. I think he's like six foot or something. Imagine if Pickford got an inform where he was six foot eight. <laughs> You'd, everyone would be all over that. Um, being as though we don't have foot economist on the podcast this week, I wondered if we could get any trading advice from Ian. <laughs> I've got one. I've got one thing. I'll say it one one more time. Everyone needs to buy Champions League Buffon. I reckon about 135k is a steal. <laughs> there are like five of them listed around 135k right now. Yeah, there's about there's about five. I can give you specific numbers. I won't because I don't want my account. Please don't ban me uh, <laughs> so much. Okay, cool. Uh, I think we are done for this week's podcast. A huge thanks to Rannis for stopping by, um, especially as you've got a lot of practice to get on with. No problem, man. I love coming right. on, so I appreciate it. It's always it. good to have you, mate. And Steve as well. Thank you very much for, for coming on, as always. No worries. Interesting as always. Enjoyed it. Yeah, and Steve, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter, at Foot Tactician. I'm taking bookings for coaching sessions right now. Or they can search their chosen search engine. Um, if they search for foot tactician, I'll come up as about the fourth or fifth link will take you to my webpage. The man knows his SEO. Uh, so, Runners, what about you? Where can people find you? <laughs> uh, just Runners on pretty much everything. So yeah, nice. Easy, that is easy. And uh, finally, Ian. Not that you need that many more followers. No, but I'm gonna. But I do on. I do on Twitch. <laughs> I Twitch now. So I've got my Twitch account, which is not What's got that many. I sports. So A Y E sports. Nice. I can I, I can vouch for Ian's Twitch as well. It's uh, it's good value. I've enjoyed it when I've hopped in the stream a few times. Great. Steve came and gave me some advice. I defend too aggressively, so that I can so I can vouch for Steve's training because <laughs> yeah. I've now went from Division Five <laughs> up to Division Four. I love it. Nice bit of a outside the pod action. That's I sports on Twitch, please, everybody. Or you can follow us at Foot Weekly Pod. And if you've got any questions, we didn't cover any this week because it was all quite um, up in the air about when we we're going to be recording. But please do get them in because if you get them in before the podcast or before we even ask the questions, then you're right at the top of the list. You can do that footweekly at mail.com or as I said, at Foot Weekly Pod or tweet me at Foot Weekly Ben. Thank you very much for joining us this week. If you're not subscribed, please do. You can do that all the, the good ways that you get your podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and if you want sort of various podcast subscription options, again, you just go to our Twitter and they're all in the pinned tweet. Great. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for joining us. And we'll see you same time next week. See you later, Ian. Cheers, mate. I'm not even I sold those, yeah. I bought those of caters and made money on them, though, so it's fine. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.